you're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions 8, the Google Ads Agency. We are in a horrible, horrible, horrible position for Top of Funnel. As a performance-driven agency, we are responsible for sales, for ROAS, and then have to fight the client that the direct and organic is also because of us, that Google is not tracking especially top of funnel. But what we have to do is get very, very, very good at explaining that top of the funnel is not ROAS driven. If you need to look at anything, first, look at your overall MER or your overall media efficiency ratio, all cash out. Then second, look at your Google ads account as a whole. Top of the funnel is extremely risky for us. We're a performance-driven agency. As a performance-driven agency, we are responsible for sales, for ROAS, and then have to fight the client that the direct and organic is also because of us, that Google is not tracking, especially top of funnel, because the sales pipeline is too long and they don't want to spend money on brand. We are in a horrible, horrible, horrible position for top of funnel. Facebook has done a really good job at educating all their clients that a 1x return is fantastic. That's gold. That's amazing. If you can get 1x, that's amazing. Bad marketers inside of Google have convinced all the clients that 5x is fairly good because they were going after the brand name. And how did Facebook do that? Yeah, Facebook, that's always been, Regina, the reason why Facebook has done that is because every single Facebook marketer has said the same thing since the beginning of time. Because no one's been able to get a 5x return on Facebook. Not consistently, not normally. It's never happened before. Google, it happens every single time. All I have to do is launch a DSA campaign, turns into brand. All I have to do is launch 10 different brand campaigns with 10 different match types and audiences, still all brand. Facebook does all the awareness. Google scoops up all the conversions for bad marketers that are just assuming brand was them. And they don't look at the bigger picture. They don't look at the MER. They don't look at the overall ROAS of the company. They don't look at the actual amount of sales or a conversion path. They don't investigate it. So if you could track a 1x return on Facebook, yeah, you're breaking even. Your cost of acquiring a new customer is zero. You are getting free customers. How many free customers would you like tomorrow, Mr. or Mrs. Business Owner? And they've done that because that's been the norm. And then the Google people are like, wow, Facebook's doing great. As long as we just build a brand name, I can 10x everything. So we just had a huge push in the industry on both sides, on Facebook and Google, that 1x is good on Facebook, 5x on Google is normal. And the people that run both at the same time find out they have a 3x return. And so they use their baseline for everything in life. Well, if you can give me a 3x return like I'm getting now, well, yeah, 1x return on Facebook and an 8x return on Google does averaging out of three because one's going after cold, one's going after your brand traffic. You can see, yeah, it explains why people are coming in at 5x lately. It's exactly right. So you have bad marketers that are positioning their stealing of other channels traffic as their own. And now that's just the normal inside of each channel. Like that should just happen. Bigger companies know this, smaller companies don't. But to go top of funnel, you have to be able to prepare your client for what they're going to be expecting. I forget who was, but someone came up with a strategy, I think two or three weeks ago to have a budget that's normal and then exploratory budget. Does anybody remember who did that? I want to make sure I give them proper credit for that. Wasn't well, me. I feel like that was all of us, to be honest. I feel like we kind of brainstormed that. Uh, I might have just okay. been the one to say it. <laughs> okay, so it was Caden's idea. He was the first one to speak up. So now it's your idea. <laughs> and by the way, that was a terrible idea. No, I'm kidding. I'm going to be Craig because it was awesome. It was a smart idea. What we found out was some clients, I tried that a couple of times. Some clients didn't really buy it, but I think it is a good way of speaking to them by saying, hey, if we can have an overall ROAS on an account, we're going to go top of funnel. It's going to look horrible. Don't shut it off because it's going to kill the bottom of the funnel. But if we have the top of funnel, here's some things that we should do. 
I think, and if anybody wants to fight me on this, happy to do so. Display is our last channel to run. I can't make run. I know people have cracked that code. I've never been able to do it. It just is too fatty of a network with apps and kids game, even if we get rid of those. But when we're talking about building the brand, the most important thing you can do is run top of funnel brand awareness ads to a cold audience that is affinity and in market. So your two audiences for top of funnel, and we'll talk about your question here in Regina in a minute. The audiences most often for top of funnel is going to be in affinity and in market of Google's audiences. Been using this now, it's not set in stone. It's just what I, my experience has been and we should test everything. But two audiences that we should always include is Google's own affinity and in market. Topics API next year, make sure that that's kind of the only thing that we can run. Don't know just yet, but top of funnel audiences, affinity in market, I think are the best. Why? Because Google actually tracks those people most often because it's a known audience that Google's monitoring without them having to jump through a special hoop in order for Google to keep an eye on them. It means it doesn't have to like visit the website and now they're marketing. Google has an audience that it knows. It's the same people that Google said like, hey, we think you're pregnant. Like they were telling the people that they're pregnant before they knew they were pregnant. That is what those engines are built off of. It's a self-learning monitoring system that predicts the point of success. So why wouldn't that be top of funnel? It's going to be cheap. It's going to be less expensive than doing inbound search at broad match. It's going to be less expensive than using DSKs because these audiences are much more plentiful. Our CPMs are lower and our CPVs are usually lower with those audiences. Why? I don't know. I think it's just because they're so plentiful that Google's just kind of loving on these people slowly and less intrusively. So it's costing us less. But the in-markets and affinities, I still think are relevant enough that you're going to generate that brand awareness on overall MER. Now, here's the bad part is of those audiences, YouTube and Discovery, I uh, like better than Display. GSP is fatty inside of Discovery, but still less fatty than Display. But I think the Discovery and YouTube are our biggest low-hanging fruits. I hear from a lot of clients that are in some nice, good circles asking me, hey, you're on YouTube. I know of these five companies. They spend $100 million a year on this and it's been working well. It seems to be YouTube and Discovery is the area that we should stick into. We've been testing it more and more. We've already proven YouTube works. I'm now getting into Discovery. But what we have to do is get very, very, very good at, at explaining that top of the funnel is not ROAS driven. If you need to look at anything, first look at your overall MER or your overall media efficiency ratio, all cash in, all cash out. Then second, look at your Google ads account as a whole. And we can front load that by having good bottom of the funnel type of campaigns. So the discover YouTube in market affinity, that is going to be the audience targeting and that's going to be the channel. Now the offer is going to sound kind of funny is it's going to be kind of like what we're doing at Solutions 8. I've been trying to apply my teachings to our own business and we've never had a higher quality or more plentiful leaf flow than this. It's not gonna be right for every business. It's not necessarily product awareness. It's more company and brand awareness. That top of the funnel is awkward. It's not conversion driven and it's not ROAS focus or even click the rate focus. It's simply just brand awareness. And that's, that's the problem, problem that is going to be very, very hard to measure. But the way that we would measure it is exactly how, I, how I'm sharing with you my first go around anyway, with how I can measure it instead of just Google before I look at the back end of the website. What I mean by that is when I was running Performance Max, I was getting a $280 cost per acquisition. When I'm running feed only and YouTube, my one feed only campaign is now $125 cost per acquisition. It was cut by 60% CPA. One of the reasons is I'm remarketing all the traffic I'm driving to the site. Is it all mine? No, there's Facebook in there. There's mine in there. What's happening to the overall MER? Over 60% increase. This client here, if I called him and said, hey, I have $180 cost per acquisition and I need to be at 120, he's going to look at his sales essentially doubling and say, I don't care, keep going. And when we talked to him on Wednesday, that's what he did. <laughs> he looked and said, all right, sounds good. Let's keep going. 
be a little bit looser with your heavy KPIs and look at making sure everything, like the client may not know what they need. That's a known fact. The client may not know exactly what they need and we can find the good and bad and then weigh the options in front of the client. Hey, your CPA is a little high, but he doubled your business. Well, that's okay for me. Let's keep going. Let's see if we can optimize down the CPA. I'm doubling my business. That's okay. But just know that if you can measure the bottom of the funnel, it'll allow you to earn more top of funnel and building that brand. The only thing that we're trying to do is to try to get more people to the site that we can take credit for, for those purchases. And that's what top of funnel is. It spawns more inbound brand searches. That's how you track it. If you can recapture or spawn more in, or, or track more inbound branded searches, that is going to be a good way to prove that model. If you run more YouTube, you have to spend more on search branded to see, is that also an increasing trend line? What will that do? If you see that your CPA is staying about the same between a very high CPA YouTube and a very low CPA brand, you've just increased the volume for the same price. And then look at the MER that should hold true. If your brand spend is going up and your YouTube spend is going up and your CPA is staying the same and the conversions are staying the same, well, you can say, well, you're just robbing organic and direct. Okay, look at your overall MER. Is your media efficiency ratio staying the same with the volumes going up? Yes. Case proven. It's closed. I'm going to pause there. I'm going to answer Regina's questions. How do we talk to clients about an exploratory budget? I haven't heard this idea. So the idea was saying like, hey, do you have $2,000 a month in ad spend? Yes. What if we can spend 1500 of that for a three-age return, but then we have to spend 500 of that for a zero ROAS, just starting to generate that awareness. Zero ROAS instead of Google, but we'll look at, so we have to look at, that's kind of a way to segment off amount of money that is going to not have a ROAS dedicated to it, like your YouTubes and your discovery campaigns, all of those campaigns. But then on the flip side, you're going to have a campaign that's going to be high ROAS direct response. How would you apply top of funnel to lead gen, SaaS, local carburetors, plumbing, et cetera, and the issues involved around it with lead forms, just focus on awareness and those click their metrics, et cetera. Top of funnel. My question here is why would you want to run top of funnel to a plumber? So like, let's say that you have a certain industry and they're like, okay, they're very local focused, but they want more clients and their main issue, let's say is they just don't have the volume on the search network anymore. Like there's not people actively searching for that service in the area. Is there a top of funnel or I guess a thing that you can do in order to increase that volume overall? Is this specifically for plumber? Or is that just an example? Well, just an example, like any local type lead generation account. Okay. The local lead generation is hard because I don't have a need for a plumber right now and nothing would convince me I do. Right. That's the part that I don't think that, like you can have the best rotor router. I've known about them for 10 years, never called them. I never needed them. I think that's like for local, that's service-based driven. That might be an area where Google is, should not play, in my opinion. Open to be challenged on that. You can spend a whole bunch of money with brand awareness, but don't expect anything to take place rather than, oh yeah, I heard about your ad a few months ago and I decided to give you guys a call. Like, is that data reflective? I don't think so. I guess a better comparison for top of funnel would be how it does in comparison to like competitors per se, meaning that like you have a certain slice of the pie that's the amount of people that will, let's say, get a plumber in the area, but they're debating between you versus another person. Do you think there's any space for you to essentially try to prove yourself as like the number one plumber in the area? Or is it kind of just one of those things where you just lean on reviews and then just go for bottom of funnel as much as possible? This is not a glitch. I'm interrupting the video you're watching because I need to remind you that I'm always looking for people to join our team. So if you're passionate about Google Ads and you want to work with the best Google Ads agency on the planet, please go to solate.com forward slash apply. Speaking of working with the best Google Ads agency on the planet, if you're having trouble with Google Ads and you want professional help, that's what we do. You can go to solate.com, that's S-O-L-8.com to apply for your free, no obligation action plan. And if I've given you 
any level of value at all, maybe think about giving me a thumbs up and subscribing to our channel. That's how we juice the YouTube algorithm so they actually know that I know what I'm talking about. If you have questions, comments, concerns, or confessions, hit me below in the comments. And now, back to your regularly scheduled program. When you say competitive, can you repeat that part? I wasn't following you there. Yeah, so like, let's say that there's like two plumbers in an area and you got one plumber that is newer in the marketplace and then another one that's established. And so when people go online, they look at, you know, reviews or they look at just general knowledge of like, you just said, Roto-Rooter, you know that, so you're going to go to that company instead. Is there, I guess, any place for competitive branding in local campaigns for that? I'm sorry, in like local type of companies? What's competitor branding mean? Meaning like saying like, hey, our reviews are higher than like so-and-so company kind of deal. Obviously it'd be better worded than that, but something of that nature. Yeah, no, and that's the part too. I think that there's absolutely always a place for that. That's why people run radio and TV and billboard ads. Like you can't track a row as to that at all. You'll never be able to, it's physically impossible. Do you have the budget and are you big enough? And would the client agree that yes, always being top of mind, top dead center to my geographical audience is worthwhile for me to spend that exploratory expendable budget on? Absolutely. Our job is to, I guess what I would say is not necessarily convince them. Our job is to be able to do that the most effectively. And I think that that's where like the YouTube and discovery would make sense where it's like, hey, case study, the before and after, like see how they're used to have their couch floating in their living room and now look at it after they called emergency plumber for sure. Like those type of things are absolutely needed. But if the client has got a $5,000 per month campaign, no. But if we say, hey, we want to spend 30 grand and we can only hit $10,000 of inbound traffic, what do we do with the other 20 grand? Oh yeah. I mean, YouTube and discovery for sure. It's going to generate traffic when that person's ready. We're just not going to run a YouTube ad and make some pipe bursts really. And that's the part that I think that for like a local, it's going to be very, very difficult. It's just traditional marketing on a digital channel, really. So you'd pretty much just go back to the old rule of thumb, just tracking CPA change based off top of funnel awareness over whatever the buying period is. Generally speaking, obviously just max out bottom of funnel first, which makes sense. And then test out top of funnel if they have extra budget to spend. And then to gauge that, you look at overall, just seeing like over the next year, your CPAs are slowly dropping or the average CPA is pacing lower than it was previously because of that awareness or whatever. It's all going to come down to exactly how you measure it. If we're not measuring it by leads, because again, remember, we only have 90 days to convert that person, 30 days on YouTube if they watch an ad. So just by sheer virtue of not being able to track a person after a month, we'll never be able to measure it. And if you said, should we do this and the client's going to give us $10,000 a month and not care what happens to that within Google ads all day long? Like, yes, it's an absolutely good idea. It's never a bad idea to become a household brand name in a local area. It's always a good idea. If you were going to say, well, I need 100x ROAS on that, never, never run it. That's their 100% ROAS on it. That's the bad part about that. Now, it's for SaaS, for sure, because that's not going to be local. You can generate, you know, case city, use case, pain points, experiences, goals, and life status. Like, hey, what if your company had this tool that can automate every report to everybody ever? Here's how we did that for Sarah. That's very top of funnel very good use case, very good value first as to how this works and what it, what it, what it will allow a person to do. That's for sure. When you're talking about other people that have had success and you could also be that person too for like SaaS. Yeah. And that actually can have a good CPC and then a good cost per digital marketer used to do something called CPP cost per pixel. And he say, what was the cost per pixel? And people are like, well, what the hell is that? He goes, that's the amount of money that it costs us to get that person into our marketing list, then see what the CPA is. It was actually brilliant. Um, it wasn't just a visit. It was actually like a person that was in the list that was matched and ready to go. So if you ran a top funnel campaign and your list now has a thousand match users, what is your cost per match user? 
And then that is how you add that to your total after, well, also that people Google the brand name and that was a $7 conversion grade. You have an $8.26 CPA in that campaign. So you can do it that way where you can measure it, measure it that way. But again, after you max out uh, nationwide direct response inbound SaaS, then you move up. Maybe not. Maybe it's just too competitive at the bottom of the funnel and it forces you to go up. That makes sense. But I think for local specifically, I don't know how to measure local, especially when they have a brick and mortar that's outside of Google. That gets in the realm of, you understand this is good, but we can't track it, right? Yes. Okay. And it's not a good answer. If someone put the screws to me and said, John, what did that give you? I couldn't tell them. I don't know. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads Podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions8 at sol8.com. Custom here. If you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation? Notice, I didn't say audit or evaluation. I said action plan, a bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google Ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. No strings attached. That's sol8.com. S-O-L, the number eight, dot com.